get I get this right back, Charlie. again smash the like button comment your opinions one love to the twitch gang appreciative to all of you lot who support all of my content and are here now i hope everyone's well and safe hope everyone's having a progressive week now throughout the course of this live stream we're obviously going to go over the latest news views talking points etc etc that concern arsenal once again smash the like button people it's the most important youtube metric it gets our platform out there and it gets us put in front of more eyes people one love in advance now obviously we've been linked with pedro neto musa diaby Caicedo, Rice, I, I can't lie, I've got all the times there, more players than I can even remember, people. Any thoughts, talking points, questions, feel no sort of way about getting them in. You lot make the platform for where it is. Without you lot, it's dead. And make sure you're checking out the rest of the content. In fact, shameless promotion settings, people. Uh, if I share my screen before we get into the big bad business and whatnot, and appreciative to you lot. Uh, at 3pm, me and Tom Canton have recorded a video this morning from 9am. We spoke about a lot. I think it's 50-odd minutes long, so make sure you're there. That comes out at 4 p.m. UK time, as is always. Use your brain if you're abroad. On Sunday, obviously, we're watching Newcastle against Arsenal. Make sure you set your reminders and smash the like button on such. Obviously, I've reacted to Chelsea's game and provided tactical and technical analysis, so go and support that. I'm one love to everyone who has. Um, and what else have we got? Uh, early in the morning, I, I went over more general news. Jude Bellingham, obviously, the Messi and Neymar chance. Go and check that out. I even tried to do two, two editing in this bit. Surely it lets me play my own bit. So you won't be able to hear it, but yeah, man, I tried the two two thing there, man. So yeah, make sure you're there for that one. Completely off topic, but Sam Allardyce is bugging out. He insisted he's as good as Pep Guardiola, Mikel Arteta, and Jurgen Klopp. People, madman, I love the self confidence, but you're doing too much, big man. Um, and early this morning, literally early this morning, you would have seen I dropped a video in relation to Arsenal talking points at the time. We're working around the clock now. We're going to get into all of that in just a second. Big up myself for spamming the comments. Who's going to play against Newcastle? Well, I hope Gabriel's fit because. Then you're probably going to see Kirio and Rob Holding, and respectfully to both, you know, Kirio did well against Chelsea. The jury's out. Rob Holding has actually done a lot better than a lot of Arsenal fans, including myself, thought, even though there's obvious deficiencies in his game. And as to where we're going as a football club, beyond being a nice guy, a voice in the change room, you know, all of that, it should make him like Scott Carson. He can't help us. Um, but, you know, 
if you're Newcastle, you fancy that. You know, I, if Gabriel's not there, I know we shouldn't, but I want to switch to a back three. I just know if I'm Callum Wilson, Isaac, Joel Linton, Joel Willock, and inform Newcastle side with the, the roaring crowd, I'm going to get at that defence, really. And let's be honest, we're an improved defensive side. We're not necessarily a good one, as dis displayed by... We have kept a lot of clean sheets, but I say lack of clean sheets because there's been several games. Brighton, yesterday, well, two days ago against Chelsea, Leeds, Crystal Palace, games where we've conceded stupid goals. So you're going to fancy that as well, especially where Arsenal... We kind of have to win. Newcastle got a lot to play for. They're, they're probably going to be in the Champions League, but they want to confirm that mathematically if it isn't already. Um, so I'd, I'd probably switch to a back three. But I, I have hope that Gabriel's injury is minor. I don't have any evidence to go off on that. But provided, provided it's that, I can't lie to you. You know, big up Jorginho. You did well against Newcastle. And there's every logic with playing. You deserve to. But I can't lie. I'm bringing Partey back in. I'm going with, well, start from the keeper. Ramsdale, assuming everyone's fit, apart from the obvious, Zinchenko, even though Tini's probably knocking on the door, I'd go Ramsdale, Zinchenko, Benjamin White, Gabriel, pardon me, might as well run Kirior again, really, because it allows us to kind of play. It's going to be a different game, but he's got pace to kind of, in theory, cope with Newcastle, and if they pull him out wide, and Kirior at least allows us to kind of play our high line and keep playing the way we're playing. So, Gabriel, Kirior, uh, Jacques Aparte, Odegaard, Saka, uh, Mr. Jesus, and I know he did very well and he deserves to start, but I can't lie to you, Trossard did nothing wrong, but I'm bringing Martinelli back into the to the fold. Big up my YouTube channel members, appreciate you, Jay, and obviously live from Planet X, you're an Aussie, so I appreciate, well, you're from them kind of side, so yeah, the time zone can't be, time difference, but it can't be nice to you, but I appreciate that. Take part in the voting, man said, DRB, I clicked the Neto by accident. What names did I actually say in that? Why is it not letting me see? We're a little bit weird. I can't see my own poll. Let me refresh this page. Best signing for Arsenal, Gonyato of Leeds, Pedro Neto, Diaby, Rice, Caicedo, Lavia slash centre mid. I would probably pick central midfield, but if it's out of the, the wingers, all depends on the price of Diaby. He's not going to be cheap at all. Pedro Neto, I like him, but there's too many injuries and the fee Leeds would want. Arteta has shown he can work with players and get hands on and improve them. And I think that will happen. And he'd actually be a good option on ability. I'll take him. But with the injuries, with he hasn't really got longevity with him in terms of, you know, he's not doing it right now. Um, with the fee, they're probably going to want with the injury concerns. I'd probably pass depending on the fee. I would like the RB, but it depends on the fee. I'm a big fan of the Leeds Gagnato, really. And if Leeds go down, then there could be something to be said in that regard, really and truly. Mate, can you put it out? Can you put it out to any gunners? I'll be in England for the last home games. I would like the same team that played against Chelsea. Big up DG in the nation. As always, shout out to yourself, Riley. If other wingers like Rafinha, Diaby, Sane, even Gnabry aren't available, then Neto should be looked at. I mean, he'd probably be our last option. Six new players will probably end up with two or three. Six-man shortlist, better yet. To be honest, I think at this point, we should be targeting players of a better quality than Pedro Neto. He's a project player. It would have been better to have him at the beginning of the season. I hear that. But then again, it looks like smart business. If he signs for us, performs, does what he needs to do. Hossam Awa on a free DG. I'm a big fan of Awa, but... And I'm sure he'll get back to it. And who knows, he might go somewhere else when we think we missed the trick. But I think we need to allow that. I think the bolts passed, really. I think, you know, I, I think the bolts passed on Zaha, two different positions. But I think the bolts passed on Zaha. I'd rather turn that bolt around or wait for the next one for Zaha, then Hossam Awa. But then again, when we signed Partey, he was wanted. I'm sure Arteta remains a big fan. Obviously, a lot of dynamic changes. A couple of years is a very long time in life, let alone football. Probably stay away from that. Hypothetically, would you take Neymar ignoring wages? If you could ignore wages, 100%, I'm taking Neymar and all the baggages that he comes with. It's Neymar, bro. 100%. Shout out yourself, Jason. 
I mean, with Rafinha, I don't think he's available, but he could be available if Barcelona need money, but they're going to want to at least break even. It seems like Newcastle apparently have put a verbal proposal at the door of Barcelona, so make of that what you will. Uh, and with that being said, let's look at what's actually been going on in the in, in the news and things. Why waste any time, people? That's what you're here for. Shout out to you lot. So before that, actually, how many players do you think we need to bring in? It's subjective, really. But for this summer... At least three minimum. In an ideal world, a physical number nine that's different to what we have. Uh, maybe another winger, depending on Reese Nelson and if there's a deal to be had on the market. Um, but I would say out of a winger and a striker, if you offer me a striker that's obviously better than Jesus, but similar to him, I'd accept it. But if you could say to me, you can get a physical number nine, a target man, very different to what we have, or another winger, I would lean towards the striker. So a winger slash a striker. I think we need an eight and a six. Personally, I think we need both. Uh, I would like another right back. I think we need another right-sided centre-back. We need to monitor left-back in relation to Kieran Tierney. So I think at least three, four. Easier said than done. Obviously, we need to tie down some contracts. We need to get some players gone. Um, and yeah, we need to make some tough decisions. True DG, if we were to, if he were to bang, it would be a shrewd addition. I'm a little worried about having players at the level for Champions League next season. Same. And that's why I think we need to bring in other defenders and I think the best thing we can do in pre-season is keep doing what we're doing now and take it to better levels but make some massive strides defensively because the Champions League is a different ball game if Tierney does leave I would like it's easier said than done but if you could bring a left back that can do that inverted stuff to Zinchenko maybe not at that level but he's more but he's better defensively I think it's going to be needed we need a centre back left centre mid DM right wing and a striker in an ideal world and Matt Turner's not put a foot wrong and I like him, but in an ideal world, I might even look at a backup keeper. If I was Edu, I'd sign Fresnadar, Rice, Kovacic and Kuliseski for next season. Some good names. You know I'm a big fan of, of Kovacic. You saw his assist for uh, Noni against Chelsea, for Chelsea against Arsenal. Kuliseski would be an interesting one. Arsenal fan, I know he's picked the wrong North London club. I don't know for the obligation to buy and all of that, but that could be a decent option. He's having a terrible season, but he's a wonderfully gifted player, very cultured, and I'd, I'd be happy to have him, but it seems like that's done. Rice and Fresno don't need to sign tomorrow. Simple as that for me, especially Fresnado. Lodi at Forest. Ah, I think we have to allow that one, though, man. I'm being a bit bougie. Is there any relegation prospects that you would take on a cheap out of Leicester, Forest, Leeds, Southampton, Everton? Uh, players I would definitely want from the names you've said. Lavio of Southampton, Gonyato of Leeds. Um, Forrest got good players. I don't think there's anyone. I do like Madison and Telemans. If, obviously, Telemans is a bit irrelevant from that because he's going to be a free transfer. I like Madison, but I, I don't think there's a need for Madison. Like, I, I'll always welcome centre mids. I'm a Wenger baby. I think Madison has a lot of good qualities, evidently. Um, he could be available for a cup price, especially if they go down. But we've got Odegaard, you've got Fabio Vieira, you've got Smith Rowe, you've got Trossard, he plays a 10. Obviously, Madison's great. He's English. He can play in the eight row. I'd have it, but it just feels like it's another area that we already have covered sort of thing. Onana of Everton is more than welcome. We was looking at him when he was in France. Obviously, if Everton go down. So I would say definitely Lavia, Gonyato, after that Onana. And then there's a lot of players I wouldn't mind. Like, well, I say that subjectively, you know, I wouldn't mind having a look at um at James Wood-Prowse. Really, I think he's, you know, he, he's not exciting. He obviously, he's, he's, some aspects of his game is very exciting. Free kicks, all of that jazz. But I think, you know, he, he knows that he knows the league. He's English. You know, he lives for football. He just does his job. Cooler's option is already triggered. So, yeah, that one's dead in the water then. 
We need to get rid of a lot of players. I think we need five players at least. What about McAllister? We're going to get on to McAllister, but it seems like Liverpool are the front runners. I think if we want anyone from Brighton, you're more likely to see us bid again slash try to obtain Caicedo, maybe even Matoma. I think we have an admiration for McAllister, but I don't think it's one we're necessarily keen on. Will Smith Rowe get minutes or will he want to leave? I think he'll get minutes. And the, the reality is, yeah, if we want to be a big club, again, we're not City. Yeah, we are a big club. We are a big club, but we're not City in the present day, right? Every now and again, there's a player not playing at City. Foden can't really buy significant game time, rightly or wrongly. You know, a lot of clubs, probably every other team in the division, he plays week in, week out, definitely for us. But it comes with the it comes with it. There's a lot of variables as to why you might not be playing. You know, end of the day, Smith Rowe had a great season last year, number 10 new contract, but he was injured. Martinelli took his spot. Trossard has come and taken his spot. And as much as I think there's been games where we could have definitely utilised and, and played Smith Rowe and, and stuff like that, Right now, you're not the best option in the team to get three points and keep doing what we're doing. If our form, which we have had little blips in the season, but generally we've been, we've never left the top four positions. We've been doing all right. It's been working. You know, it's facts over feelings. The fact is we've been better without Smith Rowe. It kills me to say that. So if we're, if we're not in form and players are not doing their job, then I understand it. But it's the reality of being a big club. And in, as a footballer in general, you're going to have great seasons. You know, Smith Rowe had a, had a great year for club and country, helped Arsenal along with Bukayo Saka, got a new contract, got capped. It was a dream. Unfortunately, he got injured. He's had to have surgery. You know, we go again next year. And for me with Smith Rowe, if he's not going to keep being a main player in the team, he showed last year at times he could be a, he could be a squad player. Like, he can be a super sub. We need a squad, and Smith-Rowe could be part of that, really and truly. If he wants to leave, then you're allowed to go. He's under contract for a big period of time. He, I know he's only been capped once, maybe twice, in that in that call-up, but he's an England international. He's only 23. He's on a big contract. He's number 10. You could argue him and Saka saved Arteta's job once upon a time. If you're going to sell him, you need to be getting something that maybe he's not necessarily worth or doesn't warrant the fee at this moment in time. Um, I could understand loading him out and playing on a regular basis, but he needs to stay. Big up DG with the players like Smith Rowe, Nelson, Ainsley Maitland, Niles, Patton, and Balligan, all rumored to be possibly leaving. Do you think it will be a continued trend for the likes of Ethan Donwery? Now he's a bit younger. As big up Tom, and as I've said as well, the thing that goes against them, if Balligan was kind of doing the Balligan stuff he's doing right now, when Saka and Saka got his chance on the Emre, but you know, when the young players were playing, when we really stripped this club back and went to basics, like with Joe Woolock and Eddie to a degree. He would have been fortunate. Now, obviously, we're moving forward as a football club. We're looking all right. We're doing things. Naturally, it's going to be tougher. We are going to lose players from Hayland, you know, again and again and again and again. And not just us, every big club. It happens. It really does. Young players are more bold and want to seize their opportunity now. Obviously, we can't have it all. We can't be a development farm for millions of young players, challenge for everything and things like that. It's just a reality. I mean, Ethan could leave, you know, until the scholarship signed, it's, it's a problem. We'd love him to stay. think he's a very exciting player. I think him and MLS, Miles, I'll be surprised if by the time they're 18, they haven't made their debut for Arsenal Football Club. And along with Koza Jubri, I'm quite bullish as to them three. I'm not here to say they're going to be the next, next, this, that, the other, but I'm quite bullish on their opportunities of making at Arsenal Football Club. With Paterno, I think the pathway would have naturally opened had you went out on loan again and been slow cooked, like Arteta said. But the man wants to, you know, he could be... He, he could very well stay at Arsenal. You can stay at Arsenal. You're loved here. Go alone, picking up a nice wage. He wants to be. He wants to test himself. He wants to be out of his comfort zone. Only then in life do we thrive. And what goes against Paterno? Every position for an academy player is going to be difficult to break into the Prem. But he's a central midfielder, you know. So it's even you've got Odegaard who could play as eight. Fabio Vieira, Smith Rowe. 
Lukonga is ahead of him in the sense of Lukonga has significantly more experience. He played for Belgium. He costs 20-odd million. El Nene is still here. Xhaka, Partey and Jorginho are still here. I'm probably missing someone else out. And on top of that, we want to bring in a centre-middle or two if we have our way, Arsenal fans. And we're going to be in the champs. Arteta isn't going to necessarily bet on Patano. And I'm not criticising Arteta, but for all the Halen Young Gs that have been on the bench, more so last season, Koza Jubri, Mika Berev, at the time, Amari Hutchinson, Marcelo Flores. I know Ethan came off the bench against Brentford. Maybe that was a bit of a ploy with the contract stuff. But not too many of them have been given debuts. And I'm not criticising Arteta. It's the reality, isn't it? Their body's on the bench. you know. But it's not like Wenger. When Wenger, every time we used to rock up in a League Cup, some players you even know played for our academy. Some players that were probably stewards and Wenger gave a game. So maybe if Arteta was doing that, he might say, cool, I'll stay. But if you're not doing that, he needs to make a tough decision. You know, he can't. He joined from Luton. He's been at Arsenal, been loved, played played a couple of games for us, literally. You know, he, wa he wants to develop. He wants to do so. And, and Balogun the same. You want to do something that on, in 2023, at this time, a year from now, you're a dramatically better player, really. And how much minutes are you going to get? Obviously, the best case scenario would be if Charlie stayed. Unfortunately, you know, there's lots of form, there's injuries you break in. Like with Balogun as well. And to be honest, with Charlie at, at Blackpool, obviously they've been relegated and what Reams are doing with Balogun, you're in a professional envi environment. Nothing can replicate you know, having, you know, you look in the championship, there's about 40 games. It doesn't matter if you're great on the Tuesday. If you don't do the business on the Friday, you're out of the team. Everybody, some people are fighting for their jobs, fighting to play in the big league and stuff like that. Balogun's obviously played against some exciting players in league. Oh, it's very difficult. You should have a lot of confidence, but it's very difficult to go back and just be a body on the bench, not be involved um, and things like that. Like, not, it's not the best of example, and God forgive me, and I've never done it, but it's like being a heroin nitty, like being a druggie. You know, heroin is difficult to come off. If we speak first-team football is heroin and these men are knees, bro, once they've been given the drug, they, like, they don't want to get clean. Going to rehab is a bit long and you can forgive them for thinking maybe they're at the level or being a bit impatient. I don't think it's impatience, really. I think these, I like what these young players do in that they're unfailing fast because the reality is if Patino leaves and it doesn't, or Balogun and it doesn't work out at another club, what's the worst that can happen? Literally, it hasn't worked out. Go on loan. Go join another club, but at least you know rather than what's if, because you could hang around like a spare part at this football club and you might not get opportunities, really. Smith-Rowe needs to stay fit, then we can talk about minutes and position. How much would you take for Smith-Rowe, Nelson, Tierney, Xhaka, Balogun? I'm not the transfer man. With Balogun, obviously, clubs abroad don't have the riches that the Premier League has in it, so I think we need to temper expectations. In an ideal world, you'd like to see him sell sold for 50 million. I would say anything from 20 to 35 slash 40 million euros with a sell-on clause. If we can get a bit higher, great. Uh, with Tierney, it's a bit techy because what we signed him for 25, 30 million, Celtic have a sell-on clause. You know, it's not that Tierney's done anything wrong, it's just Zinchenko has helped advance the system and what Arteta wants. And he's obviously a fantastic depth. Tierney's, you know, in his mid-20s. The only mark against Tierney's name is obviously, you know, injury record. But he's relatively been fit this season. Um, so I want a decent fee because Newcastle aren't going to cut us any favours. If we tried, it's different, but if we tried to buy Bruno Gomares, we're not getting cut any favours. So why would we cut them, them that? And we need to learn from City. Now, City are City, innit? But they sold us Jesus. They sold us Zinchenko. You see what they're bringing to the tables. Chelsea get it going. Sterling will look a better player. So we need to learn from them. And if we're going to sell players, sell them at a fee that you say, all right, cool. With Granite, you're probably looking at 20, 20, 20 region. Don't want him to leave, though. Nelson's running down his deal, so you're kind of at their mercy, really. But that would probably be cut price. For Smith Rowe, I want anything from, I don't want 35, but I want from 35 to 50 million. I don't care about his injuries and these things. Young English player with their best years in front of them is like gold dust, you know, 
Anthony Gordon went for a, a, a decent fee to, to 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 Newcastle, and I'm not saying he's uh, I'm not saying he's not a good player, but is he better than Smith Rowe? Has he done more in the game than Smith Rowe? Has he been called up by England? Has he got double figures in the Prem? No. But as you know, it's not even about what you think, how good you think a player is. It's it's how it, it's about what you can hustle. You know, it's it's really about what you can hustle. Cancelo and Tini swap deal plus cash to City, but they don't need no cash for Cancelo. But it would be lovely. But even Cancelo, he's a great player, but. You know, what's his what's his mindset like? What's he like as an individual? Because, you know, you look at his clubs. He's been at quite a few clubs quite frequently. Brighton would definitely be interested in Balogun and Paterno. DG, you reckon Brighton would take 50 and Balogun or 60 and Paterno? They probably would, but we'd be zanging ourselves. And for Balogun, I'm not saying he wouldn't, but would he necessarily start at Brighton? And with Paterno, I'm not saying you wouldn't, but would you necessarily get regular game time at Brighton? I'm sure Brighton would love it because somehow these lot will look a lot better than they look at Arsenal and they'll make peas. But yeah, I hope Smith Rowe don't leave as well. I don't think he will. I just think we're getting to silly season as we're approaching the off period now. And it's easy to link players with moves and stuff. So we have to take everything with a pinch of salt. As I always say, the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. And it's easy to link Smith Rowe without, with, with a move away, you know, because he's not playing, really. It's not like Arteta don't rate you in that, like... It's a bit like with the teeny thing. You're being linked with moves away because you're not playing. You're not playing. It's not like Arteta don't rate you. You know, I think Arteta's already showed evolution. You know, Smith Rowe, Tommy Asu, Tierney, There were three first names on the team sheet potentially last season for one reason or another. Whether it's injuries, tactical evolution of the system, different dynamics, bro. They're not that anymore. And as you see, we either need to bring in the Jesus and Jinchenkos, in my opinion, where they raise the levels, or you know, naturally a byproduct of Zinchenko and Benjamin White shifting over to right back is Tommy Asantini can't buy a game. If they come in, obviously, because of what we've done in the system, you will see a drop off. But if you can't upgrade the system, at least make sure we find a base respectfully to Holding. You know, if Gabriel and Saliba are injured, Holding will put in a shift, but he's down there. Even the young Kirio, we cut Kirio a bit of slack. He's just joined and things like that. But we need curtain, we need curtain raises, but we need people that can just come in and fill the gaps. We need gaps. We need depth. You know, Rod, again, City are City in it, but they had Fernandinho, they had Rodri. Right now at centre half, they're covered. They've got even when they City have had injuries. Laporte might not be there next season, but on paper they've got Diaz, got Laporte, got Stones. Kyle Walker can play there. Rodri can play there. Probably missing out a next name. We need to start being over prepared, you know, because even though we're getting depth and when everybody's fit, some players are not even in the starting lineup. But as you not see, smash the like button, people. It's a very long season. Think the Kula deal is Champions League dependent, so think you man could go get him. Just another Shega might have to experience. Definitely think he would thrive under this current squad. He would cook a lot at Arsenal. I don't think we will, man. You're, you're right. I think you mean you're right, DG. We need to start signing needle movers. Exactly. But as I always say, we need first, you need to be confident, confident in your abilities. Then you no, in fact, first, you need to be competent. In whatever role, you need to be able to do it. You need to be consistent. There's no point doing it on a Tuesday in the champs if you can't do it on the weekend in a must-win game. And you need to have confidence in your ability. Football's a mental game. And we've probably seen that Arsenal towards this tail end of the season for a bunch of other things on the football field. Mentally, that's where we need to go. And I think we need to bring some, I don't like to refer to players as this, but we need some dogs. We need some, I'm not saying people are not hungry at Arsenal, but we need some people who are really hungry. The more I think about Mount, the more I think about it, Mount is the answer. He offers so much quality going forward and decent defending. He's got a great eye on them. He's got a great eye on them through balls deep. I don't think Mount would be a bad signing. Six new players sounds about right. Big up DG in the chat. CeeLo, one love. It'd be interesting, man. Elite talking point. Smash the like button, as my guy said. Uh, so, yeah, Balogun 35 or Jack will probably take about 20. Tierney, 
ish region. Tierney, I want for, I want plus 30. I want more than we spent for him. Nelson, if he was under contract, really, you know, I don't think he's going to go for anything more than 10 to 15. If we're good hustlers, you could you must be able to fleece 20 out of them, you know, could sit there and say to Brian, where's that money that we bought, we gave you for Benjamin White? Where's the Cucurella money? You know you're going to get paid off McAllister. You know you're going to get paid off Caicedo. You know you're going to get paid off other guys. Even though I think Brighton, we'll see a couple of players leave, but Brighton are approaching that period now where they need to hang on to players, really. Even, even De Zerbi's been linked with Inter Milan. As an Italian, if Inter Milan comes calling, despite the work you're doing for Brighton and them being in Europe, I don't know if De Zerbi could turn that down. Very interesting talking points, man. How much does the Cronkies need to free up in the summer transfer window? It's a subjective one, but... We probably need to, I'll just say we need to probably spend over 100 slash 150 million. If you could do it cheaper, why not? But if we just go off the names, Declan Rice is going to be available on a discount, but he's not going to be on the cheap. Caicedo is not going to be on the cheap. Zuba Mendy, who I'd love, is going to cost 50 odd million quid. Fresnadar will cost a little 20. It all depends because if you, if it was a, if you're buying household names, it's different. But if we were to scout the more physical number nine, a backup right back, a right-sided centre-half, then obviously it's centre midfield. It's a lot cheaper. It all depends. If we're going for these Premier League proven talents, then we're going to have to spend peas. And ultimately, we didn't get the players. But when you look at the bids we put for Caicedo and Mudrick, for example, you know, we was prepared to front up big cash, or more so on Mudrick. So there must be money there. And with the Champions League being there, who knows? And obviously, a lot of people, that, when it comes to transfers, I'm not a transfer man, but it's not, you don't have a pot necessarily for transfer fees, wages etc all of it is kind of together uh, really and factored in so we probably have to free up resources obviously we're going to get into it but Pablo Maria allegedly is now a, 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 a Monza player so his wages are out you need to get rid of Cedric who we've seen everything from 60k to 100k a week wages you need to free that up it goes without saying for Nicolas Pepe obviously Ainsley's contract is running down Arsenal have not taken allegedly the extension to renew it so that's about I don't know how much he gets paid but I'd have to assume Ainsley must be on anything from 35 to 50 60 ish k a week these resources can be put to everywhere else. You've got to remember, we need to get rid of outgoings. We need to bring in players. And Rice, Caicedo, these guys are not going to be on little man wages. Um, obviously, Saka's wages have to be have to be factored in. We hear he signed a new deal, but it hasn't been confirmed to us football fans, you know, bar the, the, in the no-dons. Obviously, Saliba's going to make bank. And, you know, you'd imagine the Ramsdales, the Odegaards, the Benjamin Whites, you know, they're going to need new contracts as well. Obviously, when you look at it as well... Um, you know, you've got part. If Balogun stays, Balogun's contracted until 2025. Part is contracted until 2025. And I've made a vid. I've touched on this in videos. And when it comes to to Thomas Partey, is I don't know how I look at it. I, when I look at him and Shaka, I think you know what? Yeah, you both complement each other well. I don't think you lot need replacing. I just think we need different options. We need to keep that pivot, play that pivot, um, and you utilize their experience. But you know, if we could get a Caicedo to play with Partey, or a Rice to play with Partey, or Xhaka to play with Rice or Caicedo, then we've got the best of both worlds, or Lavi or Zubamendi, whoever. And on many ways, I think you get another eight to play with Partey, we're cooking. You get a you know a six to play with Granite, especially this new Granite, we're cooking. But I wonder who Arteta is betting on. You know, I do think. Arteta never plays down party's qualities and how he is as a person. But I think if if Arteta was going to a nightclub and he got into problems, or if Arteta was going to war, Xhaka would be the first man he would select. And the best trait you can have as a footballer is availability. Arteta always says it, you know. We have to, if you want to play for Arsenal, you need to be able to play every get, you know, three games in a week, three games in 10 days. Obviously, we know if we want to do what Liverpool have done, what City have done, 
what City are doing right now with the treble on the line. There's a lot of games. There's a lot of emotionally filled games. There's a lot of injuries and suspensions. And the key players are nine times out of ten always available. That's why I think Saka needs rest. But I'm not really stressed out about it because it comes with the territory. Xhaka is always available. For all Partey's qualities, it's not exactly Paul Pogba, but there's a lot of shenanigans that comes with Partey, if you're honest. You know, he's been ever-presently fit. You know, you don't know if he's going to be fully fit. You hear he's carrying a knock. You, you're never really confident with Tommy Asu and Partey, two valued members of the squad, being able to stay fit. Xhaka, you can in it. You can bet, unless something happens to Xhaka. There's been a couple of times, I think the Wolves game, the Bournemouth game, going into the City game, well, the Southampton one, the City game, Xhaka's had some little illnesses and things, but it is what it is. You know, you saw what Partey did off the bench against Everton. I just think, when you look at it, I think Partey is of a higher calibre than Xhaka. But I think you see, you know, and obviously if someone's a better player than the dynamic shift from what I'm about to say, but I think Xhaka plays closer to the best version of Xhaka than Partey. I think Partey is very, is good half the time. I don't think he's very, very, very dominating Thomas Partey. Like you see it on occasion when Partey is running the show. I don't think you see that week in, week out. I think there's more consistency of a higher level of performance with Granite Xhaka. So it makes me think, is Arteta looking, we should get both, but and you have seen the reports we want too, but is he looking more for someone to play with with Xhaka because Xhaka is always there? Or is he looking for someone with party? He's probably doing both, but I don't know where you lot would stand on that really and truly. But it's an, it's an interesting one. Sorry, people's making a timestamp. So we've got an interesting little bit of a talking point then. So yeah, keep your opinions going. We'll get into the news in a sec, people. Your boy Marie Garn, six million, what we got for him, fair enough. I mean, we took an L in it, but it's calm. Always great analysis, always great talking with you lot. Big praise, appreciate that, man. Don't want to see it, but I reckon we can send Smith Rowe and Nelson over to Brighton for a player, plus cash deals for Caicedo, Matoma, McAllister. You probably could. I think I don't think McAllister's going to go for a big, big fee like that, so I think we might be able to negotiate. I don't think they're going to let go of Matoma right now. Caicedo, yeah, you could go with that. If it came to it, I'd rather Nelson. Unless they said, you know what, Smith Rowe, go, go Brighton for a year on loan. They're probably going to be in the Europa League. So go there for a year, come back next year, really. But I think if I think there's every logic with Smith Rowe going on loan, similar to when Wilshere went Bournemouth, go and get some game time and that. But um, I think it's a I think it's a myth. I think Partey is the first to go out of the midfield bar in El Nene and Jorginho. Always great analysis. Only reason I would say Rice over Caicedo is because Rice is taller and has more presence on the pitch. But other than that, Caicedo all day. I'm not sure on the presence thing. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I I see it. I see the angle and I agree with you because Rice, he does his thing in it. But I think Caicedo's got present. I don't think, you know, he's flying around doing what Rice does. But when you're watching the game, Caicedo's everywhere. You need him to be really a truly. What do you think of getting a quality keeper like Onana? Sometimes Ransdale gets ahead of himself thinking Xavi with those passes. Are ah, you really going to say Onana's a quality keeper? I hear it. I'd rather the, the other black youth that plays for one of them Italian clubs, uh, Megan or whatever his name is, the French lad, if anything, that's he's better than Ramsdale. Oh, Nana's a sideways step. Uh, he like, respect me, you can't dis Ram. I'm not saying you are, but man can't, and I'm not saying Onana's dead, but man can't gas up Onana and, and draw out Ramsdale. He's got he's, he's got exactly as much errors, if not more. He's Bandulu as well, man. Need to offload some more dead weight. Easier said than done, but we have to. I always I wonder, will we rip up Pepe's contract? Because we're going to take an L either way. You know, his contract's running down. We might not get a transfer fee. They might say, you know what, go on loan again. Nice or something might pay some of your wages. We get a loan fee. At least it's clawing back something. Obviously, he could be part of the squad, but if he's not going to play and get in a match day squad, he's on too much money 
to not be involved. So I think we could rip up his contract. He could go, go along with his deal running down. Evidently, we'll try to get him gone. But, you know, I obviously Pepe is going to have to take a bit of a wage cut, but he's going to still want handsome wages. I don't know if a club will give us, will give him, sorry, handsome wages, us a transfer fee for a player whose contract's running down. He'll be free in the, from, Jan, from the summer. He'll be free in like six months. Really and truly. On that, McGarn's the guy, man. I agree with DG Xhaka. I'd always, always there. Always gives 100 parties. Sometimes he's not at it in sways. I do think he's been done dirty. Big up, DG. Hope you're good. Were you on a stream with Tom Canton today? Can't find the stream. Big up my guy, Tom. Hope you're talk TV. Make sure you're following. That's because we recorded it and it comes out at 4pm UK time. So do me a favour. I've just dropped the link. Smash the like button on such and turn on your reminders. 4pm, so a couple of hours. We, we actually spoke about the transfer news. We went over Arsenal versus Chelsea. We spoke about Smith, Rowe, Nelson, Charlie. We spoke about a bunch of stuff. Jacker and Party, kind of what we're talking about now. Went over a few things still. Party for me is just a bit too comfortable. We haven't had any proper depth for him until Jorginho. I hear that, but I, I do think in the last few games, Party has been hard done by, if I'm honest. Like, I, I, I think a lot of it. Like, I think these, I think football fans, Arsenal fans, better yet, are getting a bit frustrated. Don't get it twisted. In the games prior to us playing Chelsea, individually and collectively, we could have done better, but. Bar the obvious deficiencies and constructive criticism, I think fans have been ridiculously harsh on Odegaard, on Rob Holding since he's come into the team, if I'm really honest, despite the frailties. And actually Partey. Now, obviously, if you're a good player, people are going to want that. But Partey's had to do several jobs, you know. I think Partey, if Partey played against Chelsea with Kyrie all day, it would look a bit better. He has to kind of cover Holding out of possession and in possession. He has to still kind of contribute going forward, even though he's a six. Of course, there's constructive criticism. But I think people, I think fans have been, even with Jesus, actually, and Saka, really. I know Saka's been a bit slow, not really getting goals and assists. But I think fans have been really harsh on a lot of our footballers. And I get it. It comes with the territory. They've set themselves... The bet, you know, the, the 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 what's it called, man? They've set themselves at high bar, man. I disagree. Caicedo has more presence on the pitch because he threads through the lines, reads the game well, and wins his duels. Rice's positioning, especially in possession, can be extremely poor. He often doesn't drop in to receive the ball when the centre back's under pressure. I disagree with the last sentence. We need Caicedo at all costs. I think Party will be phased out quietly. Notice there's never been talk of a new deal for him. That's true. But to be honest with you. We need to be a bit cute and clever within the next two years. Anyways, you know, again, it's not an age thing, but El Nene, Xhaka, Jorginho, Partey, they're all on the wrong side. I'm not saying it means we need to get rid, but we need to be clever in the same way. I don't know if Zinchenko will be the left-back forever, but he's kind of taking teeny, not that teeny's old. Benjamin White's coming. Jesus is coming. You know, we need to be a bit smart, and I think we will sign a couple of centimetres in the next couple of windows. Set the benchmark. Yeah, the bench. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. It's a high benchmark. Ultimately, you're going to die by your high standards that you set in it. To be honest, the whole team hasn't been playing well, not only set individuals. Arsenal have struggled for years selling players. Edu should be looking to do swap deals with lower clubs on gems like Lavia. We could do Pepe and grab Eze from Crystal Palace. Again, I don't know if they'll take Pepe's wages. Um, Maybe you could be a bit cute and clever with that, but you have to assume the player wants to go there. With Lukonga, I, I, I think you need to... I, if you come back to for pre-season and Arteta says you're the guy, then you're ready. But for me personally, I think it's worth Lukonga staying over there at Crystal Palace for another year, full season, or better than that, go Burnley. Company got promoted. He said you're the next Yaya Toure. That's your Belgium guy. You've got a Euros to think about in the, in the summer. Go and show us Yaya Toure stuff on the company. The man who called it, he said that was you. I mean, Eze would be good, but 
And he'd be great for the squad, but is he the car? Is he something we need right now for the price? I'd rather Elise, but even Elise, is it is it, is it what we need right now for the price? Smash the like button and keep your thoughts coming. I feel bad for holding, getting way too much stick. Don't know if I should say this, but Zinchenko is worrying me. His defensive side isn't brilliant and everyone can see it. Now, Zinchenko has played left back enough times. He's of the age where he could learn how to defend. He needs to do better, you know. As you see, it's not always going to be false left-back stuff and we get out of the hood. Sometimes if you have to defend, and he doesn't think like a defender because he's never been that. You know, he was a central midfielder. He saw an opportunity. As I said, he's been playing enough times in that role to know, but he doesn't think like a defender. A big part of being a defender is not actually making tackles. It's smelling danger. Oh, I need to drop. Let me get tight to that winger. You know, like with the goal Kovacic scored, Gabriel and him need to step up and he needs to look over his shoulder. It's these things. I don't know if Zinchenko is ever going to add that to his game because that's not him. So to a degree, I think we need to sometimes judge players for what they are and then sometimes recognise that that might not be the thing that Arteta needs to go with. But yeah, I agree, man. Zinchenko is worrying. But that's another one. If I'm if, if I'm honest with you, there's always concerns with Zinchenko defensively. And, you know, there was obviously where Trent done him. There was obviously... Him and Gabriel at Chelsea at home. Uh, there's been a couple of times. Uh, what was the goal? Was it Southampton? One where he's kind of turned and it's deflected. It might have been Leeds. I, I can't remember. There's been times where he could do a bit better. But to a degree, I do think fans... Another one. I think fans have been overdoing it. I think he's a, bit, a, a lot better defensively than people give him credit for. And there's been games where teams have tried to target him and he's done poorly. But at the same time, you know, he gives us a lot. And I agree with what people are saying that he needs to improve a lot defensively. But... I do think people are being harsh. Definitely time to sign serious players now. The young player thing is good, but we need to complement the young talent we have to move up a gear. I hear that. I really do. And yeah, to go back to that point, clearly Arsenal need to get better at selling, man. We need to start pulling off them robberies like when Liverpool sold Solanke for a madness or it's, 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 it's not the same, but Gordon from Everton. Everton for years have done stupid business. Newcastle. He looks lit at Newcastle, but at the time, mad fees. You know, Swansea, Sigurds of 50-odd million. Everyone's got money. That's why the abroad clubs are always fleecing us. And this is why the Premier fleecing each other. Harry Maguire, 80 million. I'm not getting at United. Everybody's been zangy. Ndombele with Spurs and Richarlison with Spurs. Us with Pepe. Us 52 million for Lacazette. I'm not saying Lacazette was a flop or a bad player, but it weren't what we were expecting. It's only been in the last 18 months, two years, well, even two years is a shout where our success to dud ratio in terms of signings is looking a, a hell of a lot better, really and truly, if we're completely honest with ourselves. You know, when we have taken an L, listen, Arteta has to hold his hands up along with Edu for the Maries, for the Cedrics, for the Williams, stopgap signings that didn't work. Somebody signed Runnison. They got to hold that one. I don't know what we saw there. Um, but in recent, in the last couple of windows, you know, the signings that haven't actually been good, at least they're kind of young, They've got time to be better and things like that, if not necessarily for Arsenal to go elsewhere. I'm not throwing Fabio Vieira into this, but you haven't seen much beyond just being great technically and a little couple bits and pieces. But at least he's in his early 20s. You can shot that. And in theory, even by our standards, make our peas back. Tavares, Lowell, every signing is expensive. That doesn't work. It's all a risk. But he signed him for eight odd million quid. You can sell that. Lokonga, you, you might not break even, even, but you can sell that really. So... Yeah, we're starting to move a bit better, but we do need to start getting some significant sales. But at the end of the day, you know, put yourself in other shoes. Balogun, probably the one you're looking at, thinking you could go for a fee. Patano, you could go for an okay fee relative to where you're at at this career. Tierney, we should be getting a decent fee. We should be making a profit on Tavares. 
Lukonga, probably have to loan him out. The jury's out. Fabio Vieira, you stay next season for me. And if Fabio Vieira starts looking like that, that number eight, then I start looking at the eight position a bit differently. But who really is going to go for a decent fee like that? But I do agree, you know, that is something Edu needs to improve in terms of selling. So, yeah, man. Pick up the Twitch gang. Make sure you're following and all of that good stuff. Ozil was my favourite player, but what about his transfer to Arsenal? Was it was that a success? He ended our trophy out, but Ozil didn't play to the level we thought. But a bit like with Paul Pogba, they're like, they're like dessert. You know, they're like, you know, if you have a house, you make sure your house has got heating, it's got plumbing, it's got installation, it's got, you know, these, you know, you've got a bed, you've got heating, you've got all of the fundamentals. Then you can start talking about flat screen TV, surround sound, all of these things. Ozil and Pogba, I like that. If your house is not in order, there's nothing they can do, really. You know, for when we had Ozil, you don't have a striker. Then you have a defensive mid. You know, Ozil does work a lot harder than people gave him credit for. But if you have someone like Ozil, the other 10 pieces to that puzzle have to be fantastic to enhance him. We didn't do that. A bit like United with Pogba. We're signing two quality, top-class, world-class, whatever players and said, oh, yeah, you lot are ballers. Go and fix everything. Score a million, a million goals, assist a million things, do everything, cure world hunger, do these things. I think the hour boat's gone, man. You have to leave that one there, man. I think we'll end up with Rice, Mount, DRB or Asensio, Indica and Fresno. I don't think we'll go for Indica because we've just signed Kiru as a left-sided centre-back. Fresno, I'm on that. DRB, it depends on the fee. Mount, I think there's legitimate interest in Mount, but I think his agent is still... I don't think anything's decided with Mount. I think him and his agent are playing a game. I still think they want to stay at Chelsea. It's a game of stick and twist. And then he's probably putting Liverpool, Arsenal, the both Manchester clubs against each other. Um, but I wouldn't be, mind Mount. I don't think we'll get a sense here. I think that one there is a paper talk. That's what I'm looking at. Luxury signing. And had we have got Suarez, crazy. The whole team needs to work better off the ball. This Sunday, it will show again our negatives as a team. I hope it don't, man. Six Arsenal players in team of the six Arsenal players in Premier League team of the season. Has that been confirmed already? Zinchenko is already defensively, but we as a team sometimes need to manage what situations occur before Zinchenko is the one that fault. As a, as a team, we don't defend that well. You know, we don't smell danger. We don't defend dead ball scenarios well enough. We don't, you know, manage games out well enough in terms of game management at pivotal parts of either half. And it's, it's, it's many a reason, but we that's something, once again, we need to be better at. If we're going to do what we did domestically, if we're going to go further, definitely for me in the FA Cup, we need to. League Cup, you want to get to a final. It's only relevant if you win it. We're a young, impressionable squad. Every And these are footballers. You want to win everything. Champions League, we have to give a good account of ourselves. And some of the defending, even in games against United, against Brighton, against Leicester, against Leeds, against Palace, against Chelsea, not that it was mad against Chelsea. Games where... We've won, it doesn't matter. It's these five margins that if you rock up at the Bernabeu, if you go to the Camp Nou, if you go to difficult places in Eastern Europe, you can crumble. I don't know who GD is, but, you know, when you find out, Chris, let me know. Would you be open next year moving Zinchenko into midfield? I, I'm a bit shocked that Zinchenko hasn't played organically in midfield a lot more frequently at Arsenal. We're at 43 likes, people. There's over 100 of you locked in at YouTube. Please smash the like button. You're violating. Um, I'm a bit surprised, as I said, but then I think about it. Now, I know when you're at City, it's City, innit? You've got Gundogan, De Bruyne, this guy, that guy. It's difficult, innit? That's why I became a Sunday League fullback. I remember looking at things like, boy, you know, all the band that want to be wingers and these things. If I play fullback, I'm going to play hell at a time, you know, really, really and truly. Um, but there's got to be... So I get it with Zinchenko. And Arteta is allegedly the one that changed him there, as you see some reports. But then I think about it. Arteta knows him better than he probably knows himself. Pep knows him. Apart from squad depth and other things, why is there something in Zinchenko's game 
that sees him not start organically in midfield, not this false left back running in there. Is there something that for all his, for as good as he is, there's something that both managers are not necessarily convinced by. Now he plays allegedly, I don't, I'm not going to sit and say I watch Ukraine week in, week out. I think the last Ukraine game I watched, I think I watched, was it Scotland? I'm sure he was playing in midfield. I could be wrong, but um, there's got to be a reason. I don't know what it is, but there's got to be a reason. But in theory, you know, especially games where, we're all over the opposition. I don't understand why we haven't, but it's largely a part of his work. Chris, it's a joke, man. It's a joke. I knew someone was going to do the Gaxter Society. Chris, it's all, it's, all, it's all games, man. It's all fun and games, man. Big up DG Zinchenko isn't a left back. Big up, big hello, DG. Completely off topic. Why do most managers play their favourites despite hitting poor form? Arteta plays some players to the ground till they, they get jaded or injured. It could be several reasons. You've got to remember, as humans, we're creatures of habit. I'm sure some of you, definitely me and Football Manager, when we stream, you know, I'm in bad form and I'm still playing the same guys. So there's that. They could still be the best option. They could still be doing what you want tactically. And because some players, you know, you know, good or bad, you know they can play out of it and you know what they could give you, really. And you think that they you miss a lot of things, really. So that could be it. And at the end of the day, you know, when you're a football manager and rightly or wrongly when you, sometimes you need to change things but when you're so under pressure and you're scrutinized then you gotta remember essentially not that Arteta if he loses he's gonna get sacked but you're fighting for your life you're fighting for your job at least you want to do it your way you want players that are 100 you're 100 convinced in 100 the love for defending needs to be serious amen but yeah you're right it's not right but yeah man i'll say that in my opinion we'll get zuba mendy brother zuba mendy needs to arrive tomorrow with all the problems Neymar is having with PSG fans turning up to his house, telling him to leave, could Arsenal offer Neymar a trip? Bro, I would love Neymar, but you need ridiculous amount of peas. You know he's going to get injured there. You know, what is it, in February, all of a sudden he's injured. He's going to go to his sister's birthday. I'm having Neymar. I've been saying I like Gonyanto. He has a high ceiling. Zinchenko box to box. Yeah. But there's got to be a reason. It's the anticipation of the ball. Arteta doesn't. Definitely doesn't drill them towards those moments. And it's probably true, but to a degree, this season, we did look, we have improved defensively. And there was a part of this season where we looked like we're on defending and them habits have died. I think the players have to take it as well. And I think a big part of it as well, I don't think we're the most street smart of teams, if I'm honest with you. And like, you know, you look at United away last year, just before Anthony scored, there was almost an identical opportunity. We should have said, okay. We're open on the transition. Let's 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 be mindful of that. You know, it's not the same. But if you remember, we had we were we had a shaky bit of defending against Chelsea. And if you remember, the the ball fell to ultimately the goal scorer. Noni tried to go around Ramsdale. We got away with it. That's when we should have went. All right, let's fix up a bit now. We didn't do that. So sometimes it's about you know anticipation. We're kind of indirectly what you're saying in all aspects. Who would you pick, Zuba Mendy or Caicedo? There's some questions you shouldn't ask. That's a toughie, man. Because I love them Spanish players. I don't, I'm not comparing him to Rodri or Busquets, but I think he could be that for us. I think he's better in the air than he gives credit for. I think he's very cultured in that sixth role. I think Arteta would, I think that's an Arteta player. I really like Supermendi. But with them Spanish man, they always get tapped up by bar. So you saw Busquets and Xavi in the international break putting the, the feelers out. You got to remember there's a Euros. I again I'm not in tune with the Spain squad. I don't know how much he's been called up or not. But moving clubs can either boost or, 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 or be detrimental to your chances of getting called up. It looks like Sociedad might even be in the Champions League, really. So, you ain't got no reason to leave right now, per se. But if you put his release clause down, you at least get to have a conversation. Man says Zinchenko, box to box. Man hasn't got legs for that. Same old story with Trent. How's Trent? How now Trent is playing in midfield? 
grow more consistently and thriving. I hear that. I like Gonyonto, but there must be something if Xavi or Garcia didn't trust him. But I mean, Garcia didn't make the right choices. He got sacked in it, and Sam Allardyce was bigging him up, really. But there must be something, but I think he's got a ceiling. Would really like to see Zinchenko in the Jacaro at least once with Tini at left back. It's something to, to, to think about and do, man, really. It is something to do. You lot, I can't lie, people. Smash the like button. I just want to stop making bad noise. You lot have come heavy with your talking points, man. Really thought-provoking things. I would leave Awa where he is, man, you know, and I, I've given that up. Rice, Savage, Zubamendi, Caicedo, two of them, I'll be happy. To be fair, the Milinkovic-Savic rumours seem to have deserted us, so maybe that one was a hype, really and truly, in hindsight. It was never that serious. The Spanish connection will prove, pull through for Arteta, for sure. I swear, even though he came through La Masia, that region, that, and my geography is poor, but that region that Arteta's from, is it the Basque region and that? Ain't... Ain't Arteta and Zubamendi from that, so do what you need to do. Arteta, get it there, man. And you've got to remember, there's bare Spanish coaches at our club. I mean, I've got a bias to Spanish players, in I want Fresnador, I want Zubamendi, I want that young Gabby Vega guy. I they, Listen, they just play how I like to play, in it? Hit the like button, appreciate that. DG ditched his hour stocks. I sold mine after he's linked to Betty. See, you've been here, man. I, I, I gave up on them. Sometimes you need to know when you quit. What's that bar nine said? Quitting when you're a headache, the same as quitting. Rather go for someone younger than Savage. Where's Eddie with the Brazilian connection, Mandigi? Bro, you need to bring that Victor Roy guy, make something happen. I don't know, man. We paid William 200k for nothing at 32. Arsenal could get Neymar over the line, offer him 280. Bro, you know Neymar ain't signing for no 280k. And if he is, that's his base salary. You know, there's bet he's gonna he's gonna want serious sponsorship rights, he's gonna want his image right. There's bad things Neymar's gonna come with in it. Like if we could, I would in it. Like if I could, if if we could. I would did it, but Neymar is a myth, bro. It'd be lovely. Mock Bell saying Smith Rowe could leave. We're gonna, I promise you, we're gonna look at that. It's just you lot have been so entertaining with your talking points, man. Like, I don't really care about the, the latest news, man. I'm talking with my, my my fans that love football. I don't think Neymar would do more damage than good, but yeah, they will come with baggage. It will come with baggage. But then again, we'd sell a lot of shirts. Yo, DJ, I've been off YouTube for a minute since this fumble. How's your head? I'm still gone. Good Don Courts, appreciate you for returning back, man. Just accept it, man. For me, the only results that I've heard this season or times at Arsenal, I would say the City game. I would say City, Sporting Lisbon, Everton are my lowest moments as an Arsenal fan this year, if I'm honest with you. I say those, those, those are my lowest, my lowest moments. Everton... Because I could take winning and losing. We just weren't in it. Similar to City, we were shook. Like We weren't competitive in either game. Sporting Lisbon, I think it was the same old, same old that we haven't learned from, from Villarreal, Olympiacos, etc. And that we're still yet to really understand how to negotiate a two-legged tie. Zinchenko was better at running in the channels and doesn't do well under pressure. That's why he was a left. But that's a bit harsh. They don't do well under pressure. That's a bit harsh. We don't need no injury-prone players, don't care who you are. Selling shirts is important as well. Have you heard anything about Saliba's contract situation? Would you want that wrapped up before the summer? Ideally, yes, because, you know, his contract is running down next year, 2024, on paper. You've got the Euros. He's, he's Obviously, he's injured, but he's had a fantastic campaign. I think we will get over the line, but I, I, that's just me being hopeful. I don't have any evidence, really, to suggest that. You know, I think in terms of Saliba's time here, this has been the biggest time in your career where there's clarity over your Arsenal future, really and truly. If that's the City guy, I know who you're talking about. But going back to Saliba, like obviously you was half on loan. Then there was years where there was a, a part in the season one year where you stayed for the first six months. You didn't really play. There's been clarity. You're playing. You're a key part. You're doing your thing, innit? 
Neymar brings drama. I mean, big players come with baggage, man. Look at Messi. Just ran off to Saudi Arabia for no reason. Check out the video I did on that, people. Garcia and Scrub, man. I'm not taking him in. I can't lie, man. And football's a funny old game of opinions, you know. Like, as we remember, you know, I'm sure there's some players that Arteta just doesn't rate, doesn't like. Sometimes they're doing all the right things. It's just he wants to use other players. In some, sometimes you could not be doing anything wrong as a manager in Sunday League and Pro Bowl, but you're not playing. Football's a game of opinions. You even see it with young players. If I'm a coach and there's two guys and I think Jack, Jack, you got Jack and you got Jimmy. Jimmy's shit. Pardon my language. Jimmy's mad shit. Mad shit. Like bog standard, you know, bog standard. I don't, I don't even know why he's here. And Jack's a baller. Can't get the ball off him. Eyes in the back of his head. He's messy, Verratti, all of these guys in one. If I think that Jimmy is the best and he's the guy and he's going to play, I'm the one who makes the decisions. So it doesn't even matter about ability more time. There's a lot of politics in football at all levels, more than people give it credit. Nelson rejected the first contract proposal. I mean, I don't know where you lot are at with that, but for me, on one hand, I think he's leaving. But on the other hand, he said he wants to stay. And just think about when you're in negotiations, you know, when you go buy a car, when you look for a phone contract. Do you accept the first deal given? When you're haggling in the market, Lord, not RIP Nanny, man, we used to go do that all the time. That's where I learned how to ask him. God bless your soul. Um, um, you don't accept the first offer, do you? You know, you don't You don't accept the first offer, do you? It, you know, I'm pretty sure even if Saka or Mark, Saka, if Saka signed this new deal or Martinelli, well, Martinelli has, if Saka has or Saliba does, they're not going to accept the first contract. I'm pretty even sure even the players that we negotiate to bring into the club, you're not going to accept the first deal. Players are going to want a bit more than they should. Fan, I mean, clubs are going to want to pay a bit less than they should. It's business, isn't it? So I don't know. I'm not saying it's the... But with Nelson, I'm not saying it's the wrong decision to stay, but is it the right decision to stay? Because, yeah, the, the gaffer likes you. You've shown in little patches. You've got a, a place in the squad now. Come through Hayden. We're going to be in the champs. You're comfortable. But how much are you going to play? Because unless a madness happens, and I hope Nelson can show better potential, but you're not touching the left wing. You're not touching the right wing with Saka. You can play as a 10. You're not touching that. Yeah, you can get minutes off the bench and be a hero, but there's been times you've not been in the matchday squad. And you've got to remember, only a certain amount of players, let alone attacking players, can be in the starting 11 and on the bench. There's a lot of game time next year. And you do see probably towards in the season, towards the end of a year, the, the, the new year, January of the new season, where squad depth, these things start playing a part. But for the large part, we're just doing our thing. And I want to one thing I did like about the Europa League campaign is group stages. He was at Rampage. He's playing, he was making a bit of changes, but he was playing the strongest side he could. And I want to definitely want to see that in the group stages. The minimum is that we get into the knockout stages of champs. We need to keep playing. We need a consistent 11 again, because that's how you get three points. And then we obviously need to be a bit cute and clever. If other big clubs steal your first signings, like what happened this year, who are the second options? I wish I had a clue, but Mikel Arteta and Edu need to be, be braced for that. Everyone wants good players. Lavia, Zubamendi, Victor Rourke, uh, Declan Rice, Fres Nadal. There's not a single, many more. There's not a single one of them players that hasn't been linked with several clubs, not even Mount. Everyone wants good players, so we have to get comfortable with it. Isn't it strange that, that Saliba looked out? But he's one of our best players. And Smith Rowe, who was arguably our second best player of last season, but could end up leaving. I mean, it's football, isn't it? Do you think we can bring back Santi and Ozo as midfield coaches? I mean, Santi said he would like to return. I don't think, although Ozo's retired, I don't think he showed a willingness to want to be a coach. Right, 61 likes. Can we get to 100 before the end of the stream? Appreciate you. Lot. Oh, why is Twitch doing the double playing thing? What are you playing at, Twitch? Don't know what you're playing at there, Twitch, but fair enough. So, yeah, man, you're right on that. 
do you think Bell Bellingham is overrated? No, I don't think he's overrated. I do think people are overrating him, but I don't think he is overrated as a footballer. I think there's a lot of development he needs to go through. I'm probably missing all the points I said and a shameless plug, but if you just pre the link I've dropped in the live chat, I did a video on it. Really? So, yeah, man. Lovely talking points. Top form for you lot. Maybe Thursday is the best day to stream with you lot. Let's upgrade this timestamp to 56.20 and let's make a news timestamp from 56.30. Transfer news and let's see what is going on with everything, really and truly. Big up you lot, keep your talking points flowing and things without you lot, it's, it's dead. Um, so yeah, I would have loved Bellingham at, at, at Arsenal as well, but you should have bought him when he's at Birmingham. Most non penalty goals in the Premier League season in a Premier League season by a midfielder, Kevin De Bruyne once got 15, Odegaard's at 14 and counting, same as Jaya Torre. Lampard, who's described as a goal scoring midfielder and was done it for years, has 13, Gerard and Cesc have 12. So I mean, you think of excluding Odegaard for a sec. These are Premier League legends or Premier League icons. So you're doing all right, isn't it, really? Hopefully Odegaard can make that a fragment of his game. We've, we've at least got six million in the transfer kitty, people. Um, as you know, Monza have stayed up in Serie A. Arsenal are set to receive six million for Pablo Marie as his transfer to Serie A side. Monza will be made permanent. Personal terms already agreed. It's done and sealed. Big up, Marie. Big wish, wish you all the best. Let's just get Cedric Pepe. All of these other guys gone as well. And let's finally have a squad we believe in. Again, I did go over this yesterday, but Declan Rice, Musa Diaby, Wilfred Zaha, Mark Gurhi are on Mikel Arteta's six-man wish list as Arsenal prepare to spend big in the summer in a bid to close the gap on title rivals Manchester City. Bayern Leverkusen winger Diaby has emerged as a top attacking target for Arteta. The Arsenal manager is also targeting a centre-back and two midfielders, central midfielders. Teenage Southampton midfielder Lavia is of interest to the Gunners. And I mean, you saw what he did to party, same like Onana with Everton, really. Bring him. Bellingham's doing the right thing, bro. You know, the only way is down after Madrid, really. So you're living the life, bro. You're going to win titles. You're going to learn, as you said, from some players. You're playing under top coaches and a top head manager in, in Carlo Ancelotti. But now it's not the honeymoon stage. Bellingham has been in that, wow, wow, you played well for England. Wow, you're doing your thing at Birmingham. Oh, my God. Doing stuff at Dortmund. Being a good player is not enough now. And he knows that. It's not enough now. Being a good player or great player is what's got you to Madrid. Now you're gonna, you're probably not going to start all the time. You're going to have to be patient. You know, long term, they've got fantastic options, but you're going to have to be patient. Everything you do is going to be scrutinised. If you pass the ball to the right, people are going to say, why pass it to the left? You see what Chiuameni started Madrid well. Mr. Penalty for France, been in woeful form now for Madrid when he has played. Trials and tribulations. But for what it's worth, continuing with this, Arsenal will sanction a costly summer recruitment drive. And sorry, people. I, I really hate that Daily, Daily Mail keeps playing random vids, man. It puts me off. But Arsenal will sanction a costly summer recruitment drive to close the gap on Man City, with France winger Moussa Diaby emerging as a lead target for Arteta. The Gunners moved back to the Premier League summit on Monday night with a 3-1 win over Chelsea as they returned to winning ways following a run of four games with victory that saw them relinquish control of the title race. They are now committed to strengthening their... Hey, they're now committed to strengthening their squad ahead of the next season as they look to keep up pace with City and ensure they are equipped for the long-awaited return to the Champions League. It's understood Arteta wants a new centre-back, possibly two central midfielders and a versatile attacker. Bayern Leverkusen forward Diaby is believed to be of serious interest to Arsenal. We've been with him for, for a hot minute, people. And obviously, Declarice seems to be the poster boy for our transfer plans. The 23-year-old has had an excellent season, scoring 14 goals so far, adding to his tally of 17 last term. Arteta wants to add further depth to his attacking options with Saka, Martinelli, Trossard and Nelson, his main 
uh, options in attacking midfield. Diaby is likely to cost in excess of 50 million, but the Gunners will face competition for the former PSG star signature with Man United, Newcastle, Real Madrid, all linked with the exciting attack attacker. He's also been linked with a move back to uh, to Paris Saint-Germain because they want to target French players. Zaha is out of contract at the end of the season and is also a consideration for Arsenal, but they want to... It, pursue a move for Diaby before exploring a potential free transfer for the Crystal Palace star. Zaha is out of contract at the end of the season and is also a consideration for Arsenal, but they want to pursue a move for Diaby before exploring such people. They're expected, you know, their expected move to sign a new forward is set to be fueled by the expected departure of Nelson, who Male Sport can reveal has rejected the offer of a new contract admit a growing sorry, belief the forward will leave at the end of the season when his contract expires. It remains to be seen whether Arsenal will make Nelson an improved offer before his deal expires in June, but his first team chances will be limited at the Emirates in the future. Admit a feeling it may benefit his career if he plays regular football elsewhere, you think. Brighton are interested and will make Nelson a formal offer, though there are other interested parties in the Premier League and abroad. Aston Villa have been credited and so have West Ham, ironically. Declan Rice, West Ham captain Declan Rice is the Gunners' priority target in midfield. Uh, Rice is open to joining Arsenal now they've qualified for next season's Champions League, but the Hammers' 100 million valuation of the England international could yet prove a stumbling block. Southampton's teenager midfielder Romeo Lavia is also of interest, while the Gunners re retain, sorry, remain keen on Brighton's Caicedo. At centre-half, Mark Gurhey has impressed Arsenal's recruitment specialist this season, but the Gunners are one of many Premier League teams, including Tottenham, keen on, it, on the England international this summer. Really? Spurs? I mean, you're more likely to play in Spurs' defence. You see how they're playing, but come on now, you see what we're doing. Come over here. Saka is having, with Saka having agreed a new long-term contract and the club in talks with William Saliba over an improved deal, it is gearing up to be an expensive summer for the Gunners as they look to build on the success of this season. You've got to pay the cost to be the boss, isn't it? However, the North London, however, the North London, I think they mean the North London side, will also look to offload some of their fringe players with the likes of Balogun, Tierney, Holding and Smith Rowe set to attract interest in the summer. That does not say Arsenal are going to sell them. That does not say Arsenal put them up for sale. That says they're set to attract interest. We've heard Nelson has rejected the first offer of a contract, which we said, <clears throat> sorry, he probably does leave. But in business or in contract negotiations, the first offer is very rarely accepted unless you're 35 years you're begging to stay at a club, um, really. Holding, not good enough at this moment. Tierney, not playing. Smith Rowe, not in the starting eleven. Balogun, Remains to be seen with his contract running down. So that's where the bulk of those rumours have come from. What is actually going to happen could be a very different thing. Does Arsenal need a start a midfielder or a number nine more? Midfield needs to be addressed. Midfield needs to be the priority. Diaby and Saka as right mid options. That would right wing better yet. That would be great. Smash the likes. Diaby will be very expensive. I would buy the Prem players. Zaha, Lavia, Rice or the Brighton Don would help us over 38 games. Bread and butter. I hear that. Just happy he ain't going to City or Liverpool. I can't lie, I'm spamming Neymar in the DMs, telling Edu, got, telling him Edu got some Brazilian barbecue for him. I respect it, man. But he's going to need a lot more than that, man. He's going to need a lot more than that. 71 likes, we're flirting with 100, with 100 people. All this content, and you look can't hit the like button. The best things in life are free. Anyways, 
We've been linked with Pedro Neto. Wolves plan to reject Arsenal's offer for Pedro Neto. Wolves plan to resist any offers for Pedro Neto as Arsenal target a potential summer move, sources have told Football Insider. It is believed that the Molyneux club want to keep hold of the 23-year-old as they look to build on the success brought under Luka Tegi. Uh, Luka Tegi took over in November 2022 and has steered Wolves clear of the threat of relegation, although they got battered by Brighton the other day, albeit with limited impact by Neto. I like Neto on ability. I think he brings something to the squad and I think for the right fee, I would be up for it, especially Especially if save it like in an ideal world, if they said 35, 30 million, and that allows us to go after Kaiseido, Zubamendi, Rice, or other more expensive targets with the leftover money, great. The only thing with, with Pedro Neto is I kind of want to see you play to a higher level. I want to see how you really play when you get a look in off the back of the two big injuries before that. At 23, I'm sure you've got a lot of talent, but just that's just my thoughts. Um, we were considering returning for Neto in the off-season. And I could imagine if we're looking for a winger, there's going to be a bag of them. You know, I'm pretty sure some players are going to be higher on the list than others. But this is why I'm not surprised to see us link with Neto, Elise, DRB, indirectly Sane, Gnabry, unrealistic ones, but you get the point. Uh, Malcolm, the Brazilian lad who's at Zenit. There's going to be a list of them and probably some that I've missed out that you've probably called out at your computer screen. Neto has failed to score or assist across 17 Wolves appearances this season due to a serious ankle injury. And again, we've already got some, you know, I love Tini, I love Pate, I love Tommy Yancy, but you can't bet on their fitness. We need players that are a bit durable. You, I'm sure you've seen Declan Rice barely gets injured. We need that. Arsenal were reportedly interested in signing the winger last summer, but were put off by his £50 million price tag. It is believed that Arteta's side will be in the market again for another winger in the off-season as they target back up for Saka. So, yeah, and then, you know, really, man, come on, hold £35 million, That's a profit on your 16. Just, just bring him in, man. They want a goal scorer, a prolific goal scorer. I mean, we can give you Balogun on loan if he signs a new deal, do something. Arsenal close in on 100 million rise as Chelsea open talks with 45 million alternative. Arsenal have climbed into a very strong position to complete a deal for Declan Rice. They're closing in on the England international. I'm not to be cynical, but we saw and heard all of this about Mudrick. Until he's holding a shirt saying, I used to watch Thierry Henry and Tony Adams when I was younger, it's a myth, man, really. I hope we're moving close. I hope, you know, I, we hear he loves the manager, loves the style of play, can see himself playing. This is great, but we need to get him. Apparently, Chelsea are going for Lavia, which they're claiming they're in talks. They tried to get him basically when he signed for Southampton, really. And if and when Southampton go down, because there's still a chance, but it looks like they're probably gone. Lavia has to leave if he wants to play in the Euros. I think he could have stayed at Southampton if they stayed up. Once again, we're closing in on the signing, climbing into a strong position. Chelsea and City are also interested, but... Pardon me, are behind Mikel Arteta's side in the race. And again, we can convince Declan all we want. We have to agree a fee with, with West Ham. As we saw with Mudrick, rightly or wrongly, we didn't want to put up what they wanted. It is understood the midfielder would prefer to stay in his home city of London. Chelsea have been chasing Raz for some time, but are increasing their interest in Southampton star Lavia. Arsenal are in pole position with Champions League above, above, um, among everything else. So, yeah, we'll have to see really and truly bring him, man. But, yeah, Arsenal could sign Leeds United youngster if Sam Allardyce gets them relegated. But, oh, you know, he's not even playing. But Arsenal are keeping an eye on Leeds United youngster, Gionnato. We should have bought him when he left Inter and went over to Switzerland. I'm having him. I think he's got a lot of raw abilities that Arteta could work with. I hear it if people want people that are more ready. More ready. But it is what it is. Apparently, a journalist has said... Uh, 
The main worry is Gonato. The main worry is Gonato is because there's no way he could be playing in a lower division next season. This is a player that could be heading into the Champions League while his teammates are down in the Championship. Early in the campaign, he started to establish himself at a level, and I know a lot of scouts have been surprised at how he's not been affected by the pressure of the Premier League. Even in bad times, his own game has been pretty solid, and when he has a smile on his face, he seems capable of anything on the football pitch. I know Chelsea have been linked. And I don't have too much information on there being progress with that. But I do think Arsenal have half an eye on how Leeds' season plays out because he could give them an edge if he looks to move clubs but stay in England. Beyond that, there'll be so many options on the continent. I'm already hearing about clubs like Juventus being an Italy international could go there. Dortmund and Paris Saint-Germain are all on to him as well. I think he's rural, but I like him. Man. And, you know, we're, they're going to want a decent fee, Leeds. But I think he's got something in him. Again, we've been linked with him there. Apparently, there could be good news with Gabriel, people, as Kaya Kanyak, forgive me for mispronunciation, people, has said that Gabriel should be all right for Newcastle. We're going to need him. The, the explanation on why he kept going down and carrying on, it wasn't a muscular injury. It was an ankle injury sustained with an impact with Ramsdale. Ramsdale's always, unfortunately, injuring people by accident, isn't it? So we'll have to see, man. But that's good where Gabriel's concerned. I mean... This was more for my region. We've kind of spoken about Charlie. Obviously, oh, unfortunately, another one of our Arsenal ladies has unfortunately suffered an ACL injury. Big up, Laura. I'm not going to attempt to say her last name because I'm going to butcher it. I mean, no disrespect, but you've got her, Leah, um, Williamson, Beth Mead, and obviously Medina. And again, I, I don't know, but it just seems like in the women's game, I don't know why it is. Maybe it's just Arsenal and it's bad luck, but it does feel like there's a lot of these ACL injuries. I don't know if there's any studies behind it. I don't know why that is, but it does seem like that, man. Wishing you a speedy recovery, man. Sucks, really, an ACL injury. Once again, Mikel Arteta plots imminent Declan Rice talks as Arsenal confident of transfer. Mikel wants to hold talks with Declan Rice as soon as the season ends, allegedly, people. He believes that he can convince Rice to join and he'll urge Arsenal to make an official approach once the season has ended to try to tee up a huge transfer when the window opens in June. There's probably been indirect talks with several clubs and Rice's advisors. We've been linked with Ibrahim Abamba again, people. We're one of the clubs in the race for the 21-year-old people, allegedly, people. It's explained the Gunners have already held talks with the player's agent regarding the potential transfer. In addition to Mikel Arteta's side, other English sides also have Bamba on the radar. His contract expires in 2026 and includes a 30 million euro release clause. Bamba is expected to make a move away from the Portuguese side in the next win window. So we'll have to see. Apparently, they're ready to talk if there's an offer of over 10 million euros. So that could be a bargain. And you, you want all signings to work out. But if it doesn't work out, at least we get away. We bust case. We'll get away with, we'll get away very quickly because there's there's a lot of upside and it's not going to cost a lot. Like you've seen with, quite frankly, some expensive failures at this club, unfortunately. So there's that. Keeps getting mentioned. Journalists keeps being told... Arsenal ace may sign for Newcastle in relation to Tierney. There we have it there. The one that keeps getting mentioned to me by people in the know is Tierney. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I remember situations like this. I was briefed last year to a certain extent about James Tarkovsky, and that was never anywhere close. But Tierney seems to have legs. A very good player. Don't be clouded by his injury record. His injury record for me, speaking to people who know him, he was flogged as a kid. I was there at his debut in Dundee. And from that moment, he was flogged by Celtic from 17 to when he got his big move, 50 games a season. I don't want Tini to leave because if nothing more, you're a squad player. But if man want to cut, cut. Fabrizio Romano has said uh, Liverpool have, are the front runners for essentially for McAllister. They presented their project and also financial proposal to McAllister. So indirectly, personal terms and what they want to do as a club. He will 100% leave Brighton and it will be early May or June. So as I say, I think he'll be one of the first transfers in, in the Prem. 
Once again, Marie is cutting. We don't need to look at that again. Gnabry has no intention of leaving Bayern this summer. Neither Gnabry nor his reps are in contact with any clubs. The player is looking forward to working with Tuchel next season, with whom he's in regular contact. So no return home for Gnabry. Uh, to wrap up the transfer news segment of this live stream, people. And let me get a, so I can get a bite to eat, actually. I'm sure I'm, I'm live at 1.30 with Rant. He got Rant. Um, Arsenal ready to sign multiple players in the summer. According to the Daily Mail, we're ready for a big summer under Arteta as they look to strengthen their squad. We've seen that and we've seen the names. We've been linked with competing with Bayern Munich for João Palinha. And you see some reports from the German accounts that they've sent scouts to see him. Newcastle, AC Milan and Arsenal are competing for Ivan Fresneda. Fresneda, who sat here and said he likes Mikel Arteta, let's get it done. Allegedly, Gabi Viga is going to join Arsenal as well. And he's keen to join us. We, we covered, I covered that in... Whatever video came out last night, in it, not it's, it's there in it. So check that out. We know Charlie Patino wants to leave. We've been linked with Ollie Watkins. I don't buy that. I think you know if you offer something that we can't refuse for Xhaka, cool. But I don't think we're open to offers for Xhaka. I think we'll be open for for, for Balogun, and I think it's more of a case of Tierney wanting to cut. We're preparing an offer for Mason Mount. PSG have been linked with Saka, Lal, Gravenbech rumors, Kante rumors, Zaha rumors, Victor Rook, bring him Missouri as well by Munich. So, yeah, people, it's the same old, same old. Brings Ubermendi and Lenormand is quite decent. Missouri's probably been linked with us just because he's a fullback. So, with that being said, that appears to be what the transfer news has had to say, really and truly, if I'm completely honest. So, yeah, there's that. What are you lot saying? I was there and you lot. We know, we know female athletes are up to six times more likely to have non-contact ACL injuries than their male counterparts. Where's that from? That's crazy. DG, would you get the players you want ASAP in the transfer window or hold out for a cheaper price? You want to move quickly, but, you know, you, you want to play the game a bit. I think I don't think Declan Rice will happen quickly because West Ham are going to try and get try and leverage his Arsenal's interest and try and provoke a bit more, as you would for, for one of your top players if he's leaving. Um but you could argue it's in their best interest to sell him quickly, get in a replacement and get them in for pre-season. You want to deal with it, really. Some players, I probably would. You just put the money down. Kudus would be lit. Rafinha is likely to leave for Chelsea or Man United since Barcelona will be asking for a hefty fee. Big up DG, 100 million for Rice. What a way inflation's gone mad. How much for Gunga fees? Like, You're an idiot, man. Appreciate you. smith Rowe needs to leave Arsenal to get minutes on loan or for a good fee. Harsh, man. Keep the man. Big up top blue. Oh, yeah, I thought you said you were beating us on, 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 on Tuesday. And you fancy our midfield. Allow it, man. You couldn't even finesse Kirill. Allow it, man. Stop it. Bayern's twerking hard for us, man. Apparently, his girlfriend's German and she wants to return to Germany. So it makes sense, right? We've got 77 likes, people. If you hit the like button, appreciative to that. Again, it's been a fantastic talk. Make sure you smash the like button and things. The good content isn't done yet, though, folks, people. That makes sense then, man. S, appreciate you for bringing that to my door. I never knew that. Uh, 4 p.m. I've done a video with Tom. Tom. I was calling Todd. Tom, I'm thinking of Chelsea. See, top, but top blues coming. I'm thinking of Bertie. Tom Canton, Guna Talk TV. Make sure you're subscribed. I can't imagine you're not. We spoke Arsenal. Join us at 3 p.m. One love to the three people, including my 4 p.m. One love to the three people, including myself. You hit the like button. Obviously, Sunday people, it's watch along business where Arsenal are concerned. Make sure you're there. It'd be nice to get 150 million for sale on fringe players, but I don't see that happening. You'd have to sell someone that's not exactly a fringe player. Chelsea got packed. I did I did a review of that from a tactical point of view. You don't know about Champions League right now. You're talking about history. I spoke about PSG, Jude Bellingham, etc. For those who care about the wider talking points of football. And I did a condensed 
bit of transfer news as you lot saw people so there's something for everyone make sure you're subscribed make sure you're following on twitter twitch instagram kick all of that good stuff make sure you're checking out my youtube playlist and my community tabs um yeah man i don't want smith Rowe to leave everyone's free to have an opinion i'm gonna love and leave you lot just because i want to get a bite to eat before my next live stream so yeah you lot stay safe stay blessed i'm out <laughs>